Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Coming at you live on a wet Sunday morning, 22nd of May. A dour. A uh, few um, few weeks if you're a Warriors fan, but that's not going to stop us from uh, hitting all the key storylines as well as um, a magic diary from our Melbourne correspondent, Juan Testandarino, two times controversially act Hong Kong Rugby League board member, Jack. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Nice to hear your voice again. Uh, plenty to talk about. Um despite me being on one of my lowest league ebbs I've been for a while. Yeah, mate. Well, we'll touch on that because I'm lower than a snake in the grass as as you are and just trying to sort of find answers midway through or partway through round 11. Um, new new Prime Minister last night, big league man, Albanese, big bunnies man, big houseos man. man. Do you think that'll be good for the game big over here? Man. Big bunnies, man. I mean, I guess oh, I don't want to get into politics on the show. No, but just leave geez, the league side have... of it. The league side of it. Oh, the league side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's just he's been thrown a poison chalice, like after mm. the cough response. So mm. um, everyone will take off the league, man. Obviously, when the economy falls apart. Yeah, will be interesting to see. Um, do you think he'll still wear that rabbitose mask of his in press conferences? Does he? He does. <laughs> I mean, that, you think? That's, yeah, that's tribalism, the, isn't it? The VFL voters um, and stuff. But, no, nah, good on him. Like, he seems to be more of a people's person. human being than ScoMo. So, I mean, that's, I guess... You've got, in, in you've, the got like, you've got two kinds of politicians. You've got the manufactured, stab-you-in-the-back, cunt, pieces of shit, like ScoMo. And then you've got your... Um, salt of the earth, like rising from nothing, trying to do something for the people, general best interests at heart and elbow, don't you? You've got two very different people, but both league leagueies. Let's not be too harsh on Scoma. He'll sit in the crowd at Shark Park for a photo op. Yeah, but did you see Tadishi's uh, on the couch the other day? He doesn't think he's a true blue shark fan, eh? Yeah, and I don't think he is either, because he is a big... Oh, yeah, anyway, I'm just looking to it. But yeah, good. Uh, change is as good as a holiday, they say. Mm. Now, you, we, a lot has happened in rugby league since the last time we spoke. We had a week off. We all knew that you were going to Magic. Um, it actually seems like a lifetime ago um, because it kind of coincides with, um, I think the guys that you end up meeting up at Magic, big fans of the show, your Bugsies of the world, your Bubbers, um, or you met up there. I saw them the week before and went to Shark Park which was on the evening of the last show that we recorded. I'm not going to dive back in two weeks into history. That's just gone. That is, um, it's like a week in rugby league is a year. 
And I just wanted to point out though, that being live Shark Parlor, as you know, we've got a running scorecard of how many grounds we've been to. You haven't you haven't been to Shark Park, just so I'm just clear? No, I haven't. No. no. It was Sunday afternoon, beautiful Sydney Portier day, um, just suburban leak at its absolute finest. The good people of the Shire, um, they put on a show down there, Jack. Firstly, I wanted to point out that never in my life at any sporting event have I seen more colours per person. Uh, I would say 75% of people were wearing a blue Cronulla jersey, which you could always see on the, um, on the coverage on the TV. Um, the people just very genuinely upbeat, happy, very family-based, support their team, good you know, MC at the ground, I thought made a very uh, a huge difference. Getting the crowd uh, singing, getting the crowd pumped up. They love their team, they love their Sharkies, and despite a all-time shitting of the bed, which we might be saying five or six times this year from, from the Warriors, the Sharks dug deep for their team. Great banter on the... Um, on the uh, on the hill too, but just want to shout out if you've ever got a chance to go watch League at Shark Park, get down there and do it. It is sensational. Um, but let's get to the main. That was an on course, really. There's an entree. Let's get to the main course of Magic. Talk us through your Magic experience last week. It probably seems like a lifetime ago. Um, there's been a full round of league since so. How was it second time around or was it third time around for you? Yeah, Tarzan, it's part of my low ebb of league at the moment, I think, because you go to that craze high of magic and then you go back down, you go back to like watching it with the fucking kids running around not respecting the game. So, no, I was second second appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, yeah, it's, got, it's getting better. I mean, it's getting better in terms of the, uh, just the, the, the whole uh, ceremony around it. Um, obviously, the weather was a lot worse this year than last year, but at the end of the day, and I probably didn't pack enough stuff because on the first couple of days, you just end up getting drenched all over. Like, just from walking around mm. between pubs and stuff, your shoes get really wet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I think as a whole, and especially no crackdown this year helped with the footy on the on, on the field. There was no crackdown. Um, there was obviously no crackdown in the crowd either, wasn't there? Uh, no, and I think that's yeah. Look, well, that's league. I mean, fuck, there's a fair bit of biffo. I mean, who worries about that? Uh, interestingly enough, I was staying at the same hotel as Fletcher and Hindy, mm-hmm. and also Maddie Johns and Trish Johns. And mm-hmm. um, I was in the pool on Sunday morning, actually, mm-hmm. just sitting there with Stu Pierce, a fan of the show, and uh, yeah, like Nathan Hindy coming in. And, and, actually funny because they were literally tagging along like they do on TV. And I was like, fuck you, do you guys seriously just hang out together? So they were like, like well, Trish, Trish and Matt were taking their kids out for a swim. No, they weren't. Oh, Josh Hodgson was. No, there. I said it was like Trish and Matt taking their kids oh. out behind Ian Fletch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I did, I said to him, I go, oh, because I know they had that pub takeover the night before. I go, Oh, Fletch, how was the pub the other night? He goes, oh, last night he goes, oh, mate, it was loose. No RSA. Um, yeah, we were all serving our own piss. And then I was like, to him, well, I think, mate, half of that is just the labour shortage. And that was half the reason why that biffo involving Owen Cunningham 
mm. went on for a bit further. But again, a bit of no one got hurt. Um, no, I'm pretty sure they did. Pretty sure they got quite badly hurt though. Um, but we don't need to talk about the biffo. You, you went like that was just a sideshow. Look, I want to get back to your magic experience. All right, try and focus yeah. on that. Like, do you? Okay, again, second time around. Anything standing out? You've had a good look at magic now. What's standing out in terms of what needs to be optimized? Um, do you still feel like there's room for the magic tent? Uh, yeah, there is. I mean, I didn't go into all that activation zone this year. I had nothing on my plate. I think there's just the city has to do a bit more to get behind it. Like when you go to their hotel, it needs to like be magic themed and stuff like that. Um, mm. You know, the taxis had to be decked out. I think they can do a little bit better with that, but I mean, how PVL does that, I don't know. Um, oh, there's some good, like, it's just, I just love the league yarn. As soon as we got on the Uber from the airport, this guy, um, who was a drag queen, I think, wasn't my Uber driver, but he said he used to work at the, I don't know, the Conrad Hotel or something in Brisbane, uh, mm. sorry, Gold Coast, and hosted the Broncos last year in the bubble, mm. and said they were just like pricks and dumb. Like they could never work out. They're always in the wrong lift, always the wrong staircase. Uh, he stole a signed Broncos jersey just because he was so annoyed with them. <laughs> uh, but as soon as you get off the plane, there's league stories, you know. I, I love that. I love when you get into town for a sporting event, and the first thing you know, you're already pumped up, and then and then you get it straight away in a taxi with a cab driver. It tells you a good yarn, good league yarn. Um, and they say Super Bowl, Harry. You're a big gridiron man. That mm. uh, that takes a town for a weekend. Well, they they change it every every year, don't they? So yeah. Um, yeah. it's always going to be something that you know you get every few years. So hopefully they really get in behind it. So magic scheduling. I think that there's something not from a viewer's perspective, right? Yeah. There's something not fully optimized around the scheduling. Um, I think the Sunday, the late Sunday game is, is a miss and the lack of a Thursday night game um, or you're happy with it just constantined on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But um, I, I just think they should have maybe an earlier day game, like maybe like a, an 11 o'clock game or something. Like, fuck that late Sunday game is a pig of a game. Yeah, potentially, but I think, I think it's... Yeah, maybe. I think that's probably your better best option. Maybe that late Sunday game is is too late, but you just make it an earlier big, big, Sunday game. Because I feel like earliest... magic, you've got all the teams in, in the um, in the city, right? Do something different, like make something like magical about it, other than you know doing the regular scheduling. There should yeah, be something like a twelve o'clock reg- game or an earlier game, Everything. like more league in the day. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. Um, maybe you could do that, but then you have, then you got four games on. No, no, you know, I oh, used to make it earlier on the Sunday, real early. But it's actually, but in saying that, it's quite good. It can be a lot of, oh, of course, it's a lot of league, but you really do enjoy your mornings and early afternoons to, you know, explore Brisbane. Mm. Um, did you say this is your second or your third magic? Second, I didn't go to the first one. We're she won, and I I don't know. I haven't said this on the show, but I've worked it out now. Hmm. I think it's 12, 13 times, maybe 13 now. I have watched the Warriors on a 
live on Australian shores, and they I've never seen a Warriors win live on Australian shores. That's getting ridiculous. Thirteen. I mean, I know I live in Melbourne, but not only not only many of them have been at the Anzac Day game. I'd say let's say three or four have been the Anzac Day game, but I still haven't seen the Warriors win in Australia. That's fuck. Yeah. That's not good enough, is it? Um, I want. I, I wanted to. Hopefully, you did. You had one job at Magic, and that was to keep a food diary. Yeah. Talk to me. So, so you fly when in we, when? You fly in Friday morning. Do you get acclimatized? At nine thirty, I think I arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got an Uber to the Breakfast Creek Hotel, where we started having. Um, uh, Forex and the you would have actually Shogs tapped the keg, beautiful wooden keg. Uh, but there we started with a, a steak actually, mm-hmm. uh, for lunch. And I got a steak, um, medium rare fillet, uh, a I think, and then I ordered with chips and coleslaw side. And what kind of and also, did you for steak? Oh, uh, what was I? I think it got gravy, really. And, yeah, I just don't know. And then I got a dinner roll as well. Mm-hmm. So Good then, start. Uh, and how, so that's your lunch, or is that your your brunch? That's my lunch. We had it about yeah, got on a table at midday exactly because mm-hmm. I had about four or five four X gold by that stage. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the hotel, checked in, went to the kicks and yada yada yada. Just kept drinking beers, but then at about half time, maybe the second game, I, I went out the back to get some beers and then went to the, and got a slow cooked beef pie. What, do you know the brand? Uh, oh, it's just, it's not four, it's not four and 20 or something. It's like a, a bit more bourgeoisie brand. Okay. They, like they've got the Forex pies that aren't as premium, um, cause they're Forex pies are shit, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But they had the slow cooked beef pie. Nice. Um, so you so got a diet of red meat, pretty pretty hardcore red meat and beer so far. You're not strong yeah, so that. That's Friday. And then Saturday morning. That was it. Woke. So you didn't so you weren't like tanked up. You would have been pretty pretty full by the time that, that second game finished. No more food, not even on the way home, not even KFC or nothing like that. I didn't have anything on the way home now. Well, I can't even remember how I got home. Uh okay. so then Saturday morning we all gone on our scooters to go to Stu Rich's, like, Reese Denny in this respect, like, tried to find this fancy cafe. Mm. So we went all on scooters uh, over the West End. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I'm a pretty good like this. I get a sense, and I saw in the, we all parked our scooters, I saw this bourgeoisie sort of joint that Stu had booked or wanted to go to. Mm. And I was like, fuck, there's going to be a line there. And then I I actually, back in when I used to live in Brisbane, I used to stop at this bakery and get a bar and me all the time, and they're fucking good bar me's. Mm-hmm. And I thought, fuck this, I'm getting a bar and me just to tide me over before we get to this cafe. Nice. It was a masterstroke. Yeah. So, what the hell's Jack doing? And then I, I stroll up behind them about three minutes later, smashing a bar and me, and they're all outside this cafe waiting. I go, they like, aren't they? they? They know that you made the right move. They're pissed off with you, but at the same time, jealous. Exactly. And then they go, and then this bloke comes out with Fanash UK, goes, oh, it'll be 30 minutes before I can get your table. I'm like, <laughs> and then they had to go to this other cafe that was all right. And I just had a coffee there. because the, And then I sent Martoi Guest Camp over to the 
barn me joint, gave him the tip, and he had one and loved it too. So that was that. So, so, so a traditional barn me, right? Do you know, like, what would you actually say were the consistent ingredients? Carrot. Shredded pate. carrot. Shredded carrot. Pate. And what is what kind of pate? Do you reckon it's duck pate? Well, I don't know. Just pate. Yeah, I think it's all duck, isn't it? No. You've got the, three different me, kinds. The, you've usually the, got the, three the, different kinds of meat in it, don't you? Pork. Then you've got like ham. And then like well, what are the different meats in it? There's definitely pork, um yeah. what sort of meat I got I got barbecue pork, I think, in this one. Yeah, right. Our our, our local does use you know, your signature barbecue pork, but then it puts like, you know, like ham a couple of other different kinds of ham obviously you've got coriander chilies this that chili sort of chili sauce um hot sauce pickled vegetables bit of onion and then what's those um kind of crunchy it's not celery but it's like um oh oh no that is celery is it 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 kind of like bamboo shoots or something like that cucumber don't they it's just yeah yeah. they do but this joint actually, once I made it, they put it in a, they put it in like a small oven and heated it all up together. Oh, so it comes to you quite all warmed through. It was actually. Did yeah, you, wanna, I can't did remember. you know where this? Did you want to give these guys a shout out? Uh, Kim Tran, I think, on the corner of. They're on Vulture Street. You know, it's people. I think they're famous in Brisbane for bar meals. If you're well from Brisbane. Joint or South Brisbane, so that was we went to the Boundary Hotel, and that was uh, that was probably my pinnacle of uh, magic. Looking back on it, just Saturday morning, pissing down outside, that lovely pub, the Boundary Hotel, and everyone just like punting and just yarning while drinking beers. You know, you know when you're just in heaven. Yeah, I was thinking that that is heaven. You know, you're looking at a three day bender. Morning of week, uh, morning a day two is you've got a lot to talk about from the night before you. Still know you've got two nights ahead of you. You you haven't hit the halfway mark yet. You're high yeah. on life. You know. I mean, that first beer when it hits, when it hits your lips, you know that. Um, I mean, you're borderline invincible. You've got three games of the league ahead of you. The world is your oyster. Exactly. So then my next food entry on the diary was pizzas. So it was in the and Badger Hotel had like happy hour twelve to two, I think, fifteen dollar pizzas. Wow. Yeah, we just ordered plenty of pizzas around the table, all different flavours. Was there, was there a pizza that you ate more of? Was the one that you locked in on, a flavour? Uh, there's this just one that had rocket and prawns and okay. some nice oily cheese. You know, oh, it was oh. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so went up the Normanby, saw Bump Farrell, got to the gap, pissing down on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Me and Mato had to take a scooter from the Normanby to the thoroughly drenched mm. uh, and then during the game uh, I got a hot dog just a standard Hans hot dog mm-hmm. uh, and then big night and then walking home by myself mm-hmm. got a sausage roll oh I think you did yeah. a sausage roll last year as well on the way home if I remember correctly uh, yeah, I got a sausage roll and another slow cooked pie. Wow! 
same ingredient, same brand. I think it was. Oh, was it the same brand? Yeah. Pie, so, the one I had. pie so far MVP of, the, of your food diary. But it wasn't, but this sausage roll wasn't a proper sausage roll. It was called like bacon and cheese. Ah, and I the, know the ones, yes. Consistency wasn't really meat. Yeah, it would have been a shitty Mrs. Max one. Do you reckon? Uh, was it Max? Potentially not. Yeah, you're They do do those, a, They do do those. Um, you got to chip on your show about Max. And then Sunday morning, I sort of dogged the boys because they were going to go to, um, they were having yum char. And Bugs basically said, I said, got Bugs, you know, he's a fan of the show. I go, mate, we're having yum char if you want to come. And he made the call. Mate, I don't come from Singapore to Brisbane to eat yum char. And I had to respect that call. Mm. So, I met Bubs at some pub, shit pub in town, got like a, I don't know why I ordered it. I think it was just the first thing that came off of my phone, a Caesar salad wrap. Interesting. Um, I think that's you wrestling with yourself, knowing that I've got to have something, in, in quotation marks, healthy. Um, yeah. But, but, but the, the, the sauce drizzly and all of the other things in there probably would have made it one of the more unhealthy things on the menu. But that Sunday, that first Carlton draft hitting, like that, you I remember that was just nice. I love Carlton draft. What's that? I love Carlton draft. I used to, I used to fucking hate it. But as I've gotten older, I've locked in on beers that never let me down, and that's Rishes and Carlton draft. Exactly, Carlton draft does it to me. That is the beer of. It's almost the beer of beers. It is a hundred percent the beer of beers. It is what. You know, you look up beer in the dictionary and you pour a tap, pour it off a tap, pour it from a tap, and it's a Carlton draft. Yeah, for sure. And then um, and then on Sunday games, I went and ate, they sold pizzas at the uh, mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. and had a, uh, uh, a, like just a margarita pizza because no one was, everyone was waiting around for the pizzas to pop out and they're just, Nobody wanted a margarita, and I was—I didn't want to miss any legs, so I just grabbed a margarita. You were but I love that. You were zigging when there was eggs. Real purist leggies, uh, not leggies, purist pizza eaters, mm-hmm. only eat margarita. Of course. It's the consistency that you can measure a pizza place by just doing the basics right. So it's, that's how you rate a pizza place against each other. Yeah, okay. So then, and then on Monday before I flew out, what did I have then? Oh, yeah, just sort of, sort of Monday morning in the... I just went to one of those office cafes. Ooh. Did I get a coffee? I didn't get a coffee. I just bought a, a oh, what's it called? A chicken, uh, just like a sandwich. It, it had like, like uh, chicken fillets in there, crumbed, obviously. Uh, what's it called? You know, spicy chicken, like a little, what's that called again? Well, it's uh, got some spicy sauce with the chicken. Oh, no, it's like Portuguese. What do you call Portuguese that? Portuguese chicken, yeah. Poo. Peri peri. Peri. Peri peri. Peri peri chicken sandwich. Um, yeah. See, for you saying now, and, and, and that was me. Oh, What's that? Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, when you're talking about the Monday morning, that's where, like, I just don't understand how you can still be there on the Monday morning. I feel like that, it's. Yeah, that's just dragging it out, isn't it? That Sunday night for mine. The uh, the Sunday night, uh, I like the Sunday night's the one you really let your hair down. It always what? is on all. Yeah, yeah. that's a big night because it's it's your 
It's your last hurrah for Magic for 12 months. Yeah. What was the post-match entertainment? Some shitty Aussie band? No, they don't have it. And that's something they need to improve on. I thought they did last year. You were, I remember you seeing, seeing videos and stuff. We like went... We went to whatever they're called there. Uh, I can't remember the name is. But we were going to go to Tijuana Cartel. Oh, yeah. Um, this year, but for some reason that blew out. That would have been quite good. But, yeah, we we actually... Oh, I, don't, I think Pierce talked to one of the uh, record store owners in West End. He goes, what? Why isn't there bands on this week? One of the guys, and he goes, no, no, no. But the bands are on Stay Away From Magic. Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, that's good, mate. Fantastic food diary. Very, very on brand for you, I think. Um, and I think it was pretty close to what you did oh, last year. You're going to give me credit for the Caesar salad wrap. Yeah, I do. No, I, I, I think that was a nice touch. Nice touch. In the coleslaw brick towel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going, to have, we're going to hit some league storylines here. Um, I was thinking about it last night. And I challenge you to look at this Cowboys team on paper and say, yeah, that, that is a team that not only should be in the eight, but should be in the top four. Um, and I was thinking about it last night as I was watching them run a train through Melbourne, who really only were missing their fullback and their half. That doesn't explain 36-6 scoreline. And this Cowboys team... Is it's okay, but as a team that on this on paper we looked at this team and everyone thought potential wooden spoon, bottom four, and I've been banging this drum for this is the third year in a row now, but Todd Payton is the best young coach in the game, and this is a coaching job. That the, these the, this team is coached to the top four. They're playing well. They've got a halves of Tom Dearden and Chad Townsend. Chad Townsend is the captain. Reese Robson and Drinkwater round out the, the spine. That is not going to scare any fucking visiting league team on any day of the week. But yet the Cowboys, 36-6 winners over the Storm, 8-3 and three this season, points difference of 156. They are on a run of five straight and anyone who can try and convince me otherwise that Todd Payton isn't rugby league, NRL Rugby League Coach of the Year this year can fuck off. It's an absolute masterful performance that he's got this team humming. Um, incredible. And they're playing good footy. They're playing, you know, they just the, the movement that they have on attack, they're using these big edge guys. Um, the halves are playing well, well beyond where I thought anyone could think. Um what say you about this Cowboys team? And Todd Payton. Yeah, I love it when you get a team. I love it when you get a team that sort of does well and it elevates individuals. Mm. Um, I sort of think about that Tigers team in 05 or the the Eels and the Double O's. Like you, you get a team that gets elevated and then by the end of the year, they, they've got these two guys that turn into stars. Yeah. Never thought be sad. So I thought, sort of think... Ruben Cotter is a great example of that, uh, and Murray Torlangi. Um, but yeah, look, when people, I think we were very impressed by Peyton with what he was doing at the Warriors, and 
with the whole COVID crap and stars not aligning, mm. our club again got the raw end of a deal. Mm. Uh, so we could see he was good. But yeah, the, I mean, there was some talk early. Oh, this is not far. This is league for you. Early on in the year, first couple of rounds that Todd Payton may not last. I mean, oh. he, and what he, I mean, signing Chad Townsend. I mean, fuck, I laughed at that. Um, I love, a lot of people laugh. On 800k, uh, no less, Jack. Like, it's not just signing Chad Townsend. It's signing him to the big one of the biggest off-season deals that was going around. I know. But, yeah, him and, uh, and that's just shows you that, you know, league is a lot more than the sum of its parts and a team you put together. Fucking uh, oath. That never a true word that you said. That, that That is what's been ringing in my fucking ears overnight is... It's fine. You get a you get a bunch of people together, and you need some talent. But it's the belief in the system, the want to play for one another, the turning up, the attitude, and having a coach that can coach gets you fucking so far in the NRL. And that is but where it, go. And that, that, that's where it comes weird to me: a coach that can coach. Mm. Like, is it the is it the coach? When you say coach, is it game plan? It's not game plan or anything like that, is it? I mean, it's structures, more... It's more attacking and defensive structures. The players... Res- and d- that they will, will play your game plan. Because there's yep. no fucking way Nathan Brown is a oh. smart, well, smart enough guy. He's coaching all the around the world. That he's telling Sean Johnson to do the shit he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Wow. So, in Sean's head, he's going, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do what Nathan Brown says. Now, why not? No, I, I, I think that, you know, there are obviously ad-lib plays for a playmaker of Johnson's experience, right? So, but it's, you look at, you know, I was there at Shark Park two weeks ago and the movement, the movement of your decoys and your attacking players and the structure in which they did that, it was like the Sharks were playing a different sport. Um, that they just had so much more comprehensive of an attacking structure. The Warriors was just running up the middle, side to side. It was the most basic game plan. Um, and even, you know, in the past when the Warriors have had more expansive game plans, they offloaded off the back of a pretty simple structure because they don't want to overcomplicate things. But the Warriors don't have any, any and I think that is coaching. It's the, it's the attack that they that Brown has installed in the team and um, yeah. it's the willingness to get him behind it. Because, yeah, coaching's one part tactics, it's one part motivation. And one thing I remember vividly of the week that... Um, Peyton took over from Kearney and we got flogged by 50 by the storm. It's just that the comments he was making in the post-match was just as honest and um, he wasn't going to stand for it. Like he was actually coming out first week and, and you know, he was having some comments around people weren't up to it and, you know, that, that he wasn't going to stand for that kind of um, that play in a, in a nice, mild-mannered um, way. It was just so refreshing. And you believed in him. And the players pretty much turned around. Like, we had a pretty good finish that first COVID season. Um, strung a lot of wins at the end of the season. Um, didn't finish too far out of the eight. And that was on Peyton. And the difference between Peyton and Brown, two similar squads. Arguably, you'd say Warriors have got as much, if not more, talent. It's fucking Brown and Peyton. And it's there as plain as day to see is someone who's won eight games and someone who's won four. Yeah, so you've now come around and realised Nathan Brown's not the right bloke for our club. 
No, I always knew that. I was just trying to support the guy. Like, we didn't have another option. Like, it was Tuvi and Griffin. And I'm sorry, but I'd still probably rather have Brown than Tuvi and Griffin. We tried to get Fitzgibbon. We tried this. We tried that. It, it wasn't happening. I mean, well, he was always brought as a rebuilding coach. I mean, if anything, we've gone backwards. Hmm. And I, I look back on the Mooks days. I mean, were we this bad? Yeah, we were the same. They seem to play for it. The funny thing is, with at the moment, is we've had the same identity since like 2012. Like this really similar style of losing, style of winning. We, if we win, we don't beat teams. Like we don't put a score on teams. When was the last time the Warriors put just a score on teams? What a comprehensive win? I was watching practice, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Imagine supporting a team where you can actually just take a team apart and mm. actually like our wins are just the tat. Yeah, it's like the wins we do get. It's like, oh, we were lucky to score last. Yeah. Our wins are gutting and our losses are gut-wrenching. <laughs> it's just... And you why people in New Zealand phase out from rugby league. Mm. They just can't put themselves through it. I mean, I've been at that point. I mean, I... Like, yesterday was a bit easier because I just... The expectation's gone now, isn't it? You've given up on the season, so it gave me the license to give up on the season. But up till this week of actually been taking the losses to really hard. But yes, I was just like, fuck, of course that was going to happen. Cody Ramsey at fullback carving us up. Fuck, you couldn't read. <laughs> Give me fucking strength. That, like, we should have gone on with the job. And I mean, I've said this so many times, it must seem, it must seem comedic to, for, to be an outsider looking and hearing us. But we sh- all the games, apart from you know, the the big floggings and the, the Sharks game and what have you. We should have won. Like, we, we've had such a fucking simple draw. We should be 7-4. and four. Like, the games that we have thrown away. Yesterday, case in point, too. Good on them for fucking having the balls to beat us. But a fucking average team. And people go, um, oh, it's, uh, you've had an easy draw. The NRL in 2022 is a fucking easy draw. Bulldogs, Knights, Tigers, Titans, Warriors, Raiders, Dragons, Manly. That's eight average to fuck teams. Then you've got teams that you can easily tip up in the top eight. Rabbitohs, Roosters, Sharks. And, and you look and you turn up and you go, fuck, I can definitely beat the Broncos. I can definitely beat the Cowboys. It's a fucking weak comp. The fact that we've got Redcliffe coming in next season and another team after that is an unmitigated disaster for league watching. Yeah, I tend to agree. I just, I hope that we can somehow, um, last Warriors round, I hope that we can somehow just get a couple of, a couple of wins together in the next few weeks that makes those home games at Mount Smart, like, meaningful to, to the well, people. we've got the hurry. Hmm? We've got the Knights next week, but, I mean, fuck, when, when can we... I mean, the Knights are going to beat us, surely. Well, you can't walk into any game thinking that we're going to win, especially now that Fanua Blake and Lodge. I'm not even going to mention Lodge. Let's 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 shift gears. Manly Eagles on twenty uh, on the um, on Friday, Friday the twentieth. Yeah. There is there was fucking rough raw dog deal that Desi Hasler and the boys got. Oh, for sure. And watching it, I thought 
Diz had talk about good coaches. Diz had because Manly's got some some gaps in their team, and but Diz is sort of was able to. He hasn't been able to do it week in week out, but he he did um bring them together for this one. You saw Morgan Harper starting to play well again. They started to fall apart in the second half. Um, they were going good. Even the Schuster actually sort of changed them up, I thought. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that last 15 minutes, the refs just – the Eels just didn't get a bounce of the ball. And then the ref just dogged them. Kepi, Sinbin, which was very arguable, and they score in the last minute. But, oh, just, just yeah, gutting. Um, as, and then, as, as an Eels team, though, like – I know it's controversial, and the fact that they won was a bit dodgy. But if you're going to win the comp, you need you need games like that that you just just Houdini your way out of. Eh? I know, I know you do. Um, and then Moses kicking that last goal—it's just big. It's just written for him. It's written for him. That's big ball stuff from Moses, isn't it? What kicking? I mean, he had to have a go at it. Well, it's big balls to fucking land it to win the game. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, how many he got it? But I mean, it's not like. He's oh, I can't kick this gutho. Can you take it? No, no, no. It's just like cometh the man, cometh the hour. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, the Moses part of the season, when he lifted his arms up against the Tigers, and that opening game. Fucking oak. Um, I am going to stick with my um, call from two weeks ago that there's only three teams that can win the comp: Panthers, Storm, and Eels. But if I was Ballier, and look, there's no such thing is getting concerned because we've seen this fucking god of a coach over a decade plus do what he does. But they've lost by 30 points two weeks in a row. And I know they don't have Pappenhausen and Jar Hughes and they've lost to, you know, two teams that are technically in the top three. But your defence just doesn't fall apart because you don't have a seven and a one. Or is that more naive of me to think that they have a big impact on their defence, those two key positions? I think Pap does in terms of his talk and that uh, and the line, but I mean, yeah. Look, oh, are you worried if I, you're a Storm fan? Uh, I think you need to be watching the next couple of weeks very closely. Mm. But Origin doesn't really affect them that much this year, does it? I mean, does Coates get picked? Yeah. Kafusi, I guess. Yeah. Been but up it's not really it's more it's more Kiwi based. Uh, good point. Pappenhausen is in the squad and now Turbo's gone. Pap Pap blood does play. Doesn't uh, he? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But well, well, yeah, Teddy, that, now Teddy's fullback, which means maybe not, Pappenhausen might be I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. They're not getting ravaged. Remember the old storm with a origin they'd get just ravaged and they'd bring out like a a reserve grade team that would still beat you. They bring back, bring back, like bring back Matt Rua, who hadn't played in six years. Quite, and well, that's still grind out a win. Oh fuck! How's usually against us? The Panthers have lost one game this year. Would they lose the last couple? Like a half six between them? What's that? The Panthers have lost one game this year. They lost what three or four last year? Three the year before, two the year before, something. They've lost yeah, yeah. like. I mean, they've got to. I still don't think they can go back to back. Well, they have to go. They have to win another to 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 back that 
this incredible, these incredible regular seasons up. And if they want to start to be called a dynasty, a dynasty is, in my opinion, at least three titles. And you've got to be consistently fucking competing at the very yep. highest level. Now, they, they are doing it in the regular season, the likes that we've never, ever seen before. So I'd like and to that, see... What's that? That was just turned up last night, but they just got dominated. Oh. Um, it, it's round... It's, we've seen this happen I before. I know. It's the... I don't know if it's the state football return or something. They do seem to, the premiers do seem to blow out about round 18. It's very hard to see where this this Panthers team goes wrong outside of losing Nathan Cleary. No, they didn't even even play badly against the Eels. It was just one of those games that the Eels just did the job. It's incredible, really. The Eels are really good, but they have got an ability to play really badly. Which the Panthers don't have. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we put a line through the Eagles' top eight hopes now that Tabor versus gone? Yeah. I mean that back into the eight. I mean the eight still looks so doable. Like there's teams in there that you think you can take. So these guys that are hanging on the outside of the eight, you're still going to have your um, your hopes um, that you are going to get out there and, and sneak your. Um, Steve's but just to make it official, you've officially wrote the always out from the off the eight. Well, I don't think okay. we'll make it. Just do it. I don't think we'll make it, Jack. But I, I won't be putting the black line through them because I think the black line is almost like there's no hope that outside they're on paper. Yes, they could do it. I don't think they will. No, 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 sure, no. And that's I just want to have a relaxing end of the year and just enjoy my league. I've had enough of it. Um, yeah, as a, weeks was tough, wasn't it? I mean, especially I was very excited about us preseason, and they just have done nothing but disappoint. Um, but I just realised that I don't actually. I've said this before on the show. I don't enjoy watching us no. live. No. I'd rather go watch two neutral teams. It's fuck. Like it's it hurts too much. It, it's too much. It's too hard it's on the ticket. Thirteen times in Australia, and they've lost. I know. Yeah. Um, let's look ahead. Let's look ahead. It's not a great Sunday um, card, but it is 2 and 4 p.m., so good um, good times for us. Rabbitohs at home to the Raiders, two teams who have got no real fucking idea about. I'd say no Cam Murray. Still no it's Jack Whitten. Yeah, what about Schneider and uh, Rawley carving up? Yeah, fuck. It's a toss of a coin. I think I'd probably, I'd probably go Rabbitohs. Yeah, what's Dubbo's ground like? Uh, don't know. Is that where they sometimes play the uh, Charity Shield? Oh, I don't know. So, yeah, I'll go... Rabideau's bit us unconvincingly. Raiders bit the Sharks, of all things. That was a huge oh, upset. Just, Rabideau's just winning somehow. Uh, Fuck. I don't know. When, when they mean, get back Trowell, if they get back Trowell and Cam Murray, they'll be they'll be okay. I know, but but the the beauty of them is they're winning without them somehow. No. Like it's bit us anyway. So you know, fucking Raiders win this there all of a sudden a hunt for the eight again, aren't they? Oh no, Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs for me. Titans at home to the Sharks. Sharks. So, oof. 
coming off that loss against the Raiders. Like the Sharks are just still. You're right. Like they can. They're fucking blowing out occasionally, aren't they? Or few to fuck. Well, I think last week they fucked up by putting Nico Hines at fullback. Yeah, they just got to keep him at seven, and and I think that the Sharks will be fine today. Yeah, they should win. Yep, you're right. Sharks rabbitos for both of us. Okay, nice. Well, back to regular programming. We say that all the time, and we end up missing shows. So I'm not going to promise anything. Add something. Yeah, sort of. And it's a bit about why I'm low. We're New Zealand League. I'm a bit worried about. We've lost a couple of what. I heard news from last night. Mark Horro just confirmed that um, Murray Torlangi is now pledged for Australia. Um, and we all know why. Cause Jerome, he to... Jerome Nanai. Jerome, Jeremiah Nanai. Now, now, Murray moved over here to Kids when he was 12. Same as same as Nanai. Like, that's 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 long enough in the country, you know, to, to be it, it, affiliated. Yeah, I know. But where's the cutoff? Isn't there an official? Oh, well, we've got... We've got Ronaldo. Ronaldo's Kiwi based. Yeah, thirteen is the cutoff to play yeah, in this so game. Maybe it's just... I think thirteen's a fucking ridiculous. Yeah, okay. So I'll take look. Right? You think it should be older? Younger. Why thirteen? Because they know how many so many New Zealanders and Islanders move over, so they make it. You know, it's to suit themselves. Yeah, Why should it be thirteen? I mean, like fuck me if, when you think if, about it. That's bloody old. If, if, if you had the option between Ronaldo and Murray pledging, who would you prefer? Ronaldo. It's a better player. I knew you'd say that. Which yeah. yeah. Oh, which makes me feel a little bit better. Um, but Nanai is one of those guys that yeah, you're pretty gutted about losing. Yeah, I know you are. So like, what was your biggest your oh Carmichael Hunt was the biggest one for you, yeah, wasn't that, it? Yeah, that that was the one that really hurt. And at the moment in Tar- the moment in the in the moment, uh Ponga, but I'm not too faced about Ponga. Tamo was the one you'd go like, fuck, I grew up. we are. No, no, man, for Tamo, I was like, it was like a reverse one. It was like, yeah. fuck, you guys really want Tamo? Have him. You can have him. And to me, Tamo turned coded. I was like, that shows New Zealand League's on the right track. Mm. The, thing, the thing is, as I said multiple times on Twitter or on the show, is that they just need to make a simple change. If... That's what it is. The criteria is 13 years old. Cool. You can play Origin if you if you meet that criteria. But you can play anyone internationally. At the moment, you can play anyone but England or New Zealand. It's fucking ridiculous. Don't make them play for other international nations because it hugely favours everyone but England and New Zealand. Open it up. If you qualify under 13, you can play internationally who you want. And people go, oh, it's... It, it's um, the integrity of origin. Well, fuck, i tell you what, mate. The integrity of origin will be in seven or eight years' time, it'll just be Pacific Islanders who are playing for Samoa and Tonga. Half of them. Quite, quite. So that needs to change, and that's would be a big boost for New Zealand League because at the moment, people are playing origin and they can play Samoa and Tonga rather than play for New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand need to sort out their pathways, though, too. And I mean, the cough hasn't helped. We've got a. Well, there's no cash. Worry- so. And, that, and that's part of what the Warriors issues are. And I know you'll say well, you're anti-rugby and that, but our players are that we're bringing through now are they're not rugby players. Really. Yeah, but they're, but they're not league players. So, look, they're great athletes and stuff, the like mm. Katoas, Berries and all that, but they oh, haven't yeah. played league since they're like eight, which yeah. I know everybody with the rah-rahs is going, oh, it's league. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, 
Yeah, it's, it's know, a feel. Through the culture. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. What do you think? Last thing, last point. What do you think of Vilea? 19 years old, centre. Oh, okay. Using Mickey Dowling's famous, he's raw. Yeah. Because he's missing a lot. He's missing, he's letting a lot of traffic go down that side, isn't he? Yeah. Him and Pompey. God. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, let's, let's enjoy some neutral league this afternoon. Um, good luck to if, if your team's playing. You've got to love your league. If Lee leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. Takes away the biggest part of me. Ooh, no, Roger, please don't go. Ooh, no, I just want you to play.